0: Hi, I'm Tom Field, Senior Vice President of Editorial with Information Security Media Group. My topic today is Responding to Product Vulnerabilities, and it's my pleasure to be speaking with Gauss Reinovich. He's one of the board of directors of the Forum of Incident Response and Security Teams. Gauss, thanks so much for joining me today.
1: Oh, no problem. Hi, Tom. It's my pleasure to be here.
0: So, Gauss, the forum, or FIRST as it's known, recently announced the release of new training resources to help companies build and mature product security incident response teams. Describe to me the imminent need of these materials, please.
1: Before I go into that, can I just say a, a few words? I mean, believe it or not, the, the product security area and, and the first uh, team that handles this product security as we know it today, uh, that team has been formed probably more than 20 years ago. So, I mean, on one hand, product security area, you may say, exists for a little bit longer, but in reality, not many vendors understand it and and the field itself as a product security is not understood properly. So, while it has been practiced by some vendors for decades, and, and I mean, literally, uh, we, as a first as organization, realize that unfortunately there are still lots and lots of vendors nowadays who are not prepared to deal with product security. And as it happens, product security is very important. And me being also a, a vendor, it is not just a simple phrase. Because when we look at the attacks which are happening on various organizations and systems most of those attacks are happening because of vulnerability. And if we would have uh, vendors who are better equipped to handle and uh, even better notice those vulnerabilities before a product is being shipped, that would prevent some or many of of attacks which are happening nowadays. So from that standpoint, this is where we as a first uh, found well, yes, there is a need for, for this kind of framework and this kind of training material. That is why we team up with the vendors. As you said, within a first, there is a special interest group for only product security teams from different vendors. I believe that at the moment there are something around 33 vendors involved, but I'm sure that everybody knows there are more than 33 vendors around the world. So. Therefore, we decided collectively, well, we need to help those guys. We need to pull them up, and we need to do something about it. Training is a result of that.
0: Guys, who is the target audience for this training?
1: First target, the primary target is easy, vendors. As I said, there are many, many vendors that do not have uh, real capabilities to handle vulnerabilities, and we would like to help those guys. If you would dig a little bit deeper within a vendor, then you would say, OK, so it would be engineering because they are making stuff. But it is also a management because handling product vulnerabilities, it is not just on a technical level. There are lots of processes that are involved. Uh, just one side note, whenever I'm saying a product and the product is being used everywhere. So product to us means either something tangible. I don't know, you're making a box and shipping a box or variable device or whatever. But it's also a service, so everything is encompassed uh, under the uh, term of the product. Secondary target, uh, target audience are researchers. Because researchers, they, they are finding vulnerabilities. They're uh, cooperating with the vendors, most of them. And it is important for those guys to know what to expect at least to have idea how vendors may behave and how internally vendors' processes might look like. And then we also have a third level of the audience, which is basically everyone else. And I'm talking about uh, just the citizens, but also civil societies, also policymakers. And again, for us, all those people, they do have legitimate interest in security of products in whatever shape or form they might be. So they also need to know how things are happening. Knowing how things work helps setting expectations with everybody. And that is the first step, and that is a cornerstone for building a trust between all those different actors
0: how were these new resources developed and, and what gives you confidence that they're going to be more effective than traditional resources that organizations have used and subsequently complained about?
1: Huh, yeah. <laughs> well, everybody can complain and I'm certain that just give it a little bit more time, people will complain about this too. This was developed by volunteers. So first, as an organization, we do rely on our volunteers heavily. Uh, first is non-for-profit organization. We are incorporated in North Carolina uh, and much of our products are made by volunteers. Having said that, these are not just ordinary volunteers. We do not just pick up people out of the street and say, okay, here you go, do something. Those people, they are experts in their fields. This particular material that is a product of, I don't know, around 20-odd people. Each of those people, they are handling product uh, security vulnerabilities on a daily basis for multiple years. Some of them, they are leading teams, and they are leading teams of some major vendors. So we are talking about people who really do understand what they're uh, talking about. So when you have this concentration of, of the experts, you put them together and we give them topic, okay, guys, this needs to be done. Then go. they go and they work through the uh, topics until some consensus is reached. And then they tell basically, expert tell to the first, yes, we are happy with this. And now you are ready to, to release. So Tom, you also ask, why do we believe that this would be more effective than traditional resources? Okay, so usually, and, and I believe that many of us have been through that process it is that once or twice a year there will be an email coming from management saying it's a training and then you would go for some kind of training you will be sequestered in, in training room for one two three five days and that's it then you will go back and then you will just continue working whatever your job is that yes it is still valid model however There are a few problems. First of all, some of the training may not be accessible to all, either organizations or individuals, they would have to pay for that. What first is producing that is accessible training, it is given for free. We believe that that information needs to be delivered to everybody. We do not want any impediment for people accessing and learning from that material because it is not traditional classroom style of delivery. Uh, You do have document, but you also have video on demand so that you can go through that. And you can do that whenever you have a spare time or whenever there is a need for you to go over a certain topic and you would like to repeat a particular chapter, you can just go back, rewind, start from the beginning and go over it something that you cannot do in traditional classroom setup. Uh, lastly, it is delivered, uh, the training is delivered by the people who actually developed that framework, which we also believe it gives a, a special human touch. So it is not just that you have some names on the paper and saying, I don't know, these guys and girls, they developed it. You can see faces of some of those people and, and you can see that, yeah, okay, that is lisa and she did it. And she is telling you how to do and what to do. So that is why believe, we believe that this material will be more effective than traditional classroom style. Having said that, we do not uh, discount possibility that later on for some selected topics from the PSOID framework, we might develop a real in-person uh, training classes. Because downside of video training is that obviously you cannot ask questions. If you have a, li- a live trainer who will de- deliver training, then you can ask questions. But as I said, at the moment, this is not in a plan, but it is always possibility.
0: Gauss, how does this initiative support your new version 1.0 of the PSIRT framework you're going to announce this fall?
1: The training is fully aligned with the framework. So as I said, we do have a mapping one-to-one. You you do have people who develop the framework and the same people develop the training and actually some of them recorded the training. So it is complete uh, one-to-one mapping.
0: So product vulnerabilities is one element of the framework. What are some of the other elements of this framework that's going to be unveiled in the fall?
1: When you talk about product vulnerabilities in, in general, I mean, on one level, they are bugs. They are special kind of bugs, but they are bugs. And on, on a technical level, most of the vendors, they know how to handle bugs. I mean, you see the problem, you develop a fix, and more or less from the technical perspective, that is end of story. What is important for this framework and, and the training that encompasses it, Is that we go beyond that technical side. I mean, we are not really telling you, you need to write this line of code, that line of the code. That you know how to do it. But there are processes and and organizational matters which are much, much more important when you're handling with product security bugs. Because as I said, it is a bug, but it is a very special bug. And you need to have this all framework around just the physically patching a bug or fixing uh, that, that distinguish other bugs from security bugs. And when you go through the framework, you will see that there are some organizational issue, how you need to organize a team, um, how you communicate with other stakeholders, notifications, working with your and so on and so forth. So all of that are, to me, much more important and uh, rather than just having fixing a bug. These are all elements of our framework, and that is what gives it a special uh, value.
0: Gauss, as we sit here today, we're more than halfway through 2018. As we look ahead toward 2019, what are some other key areas of focus for FIRST?
1: You have to understand that while product security is absolutely important, that is only just one of the facets that first as organization is dealing with. So we also have a CICET framework, which is for uh, teams who are dealing with computer, computer or cybersecurity security incidents, how, however you would like to call it. And then we also have uh, the, the third part, which deals about developing capabilities in new areas and uh, in either new uh, branches of industry so we are trying to work with transport for example with energy sector with medical sector but also on a country level we are trying uh, to provide initiative for people to create a national c-certs or c-certs with the national responsibilities so first do have a, a relatively wide uh, area that we are dealing with going back to the framework so that What we haven't finished yet is maturity. You do have in a PCERT framework and also in a cert framework, you do more or less have details how those teams can be organized, what services they could provide and so on. But people would also like to know what I'm doing. Is that sufficiently good that is missing, for example, and that is something that we are working uh, another thing, again, focusing only on this area is uh, more training, because what we have now for the PCERT training, it is only just the beginning. This gives you introduction, and this, uh, the current training describes what the framework is. But as I said, there are many, many more details in each of those topics that uh, people, especially new vendors without uh, sufficient capabilities, they, they would have a questions about it. And we would like to provide more training, meaning more content and more trainers who would be capable to deliver that training.
0: Well, very good, Gauss. I appreciate your time and insight today. Thank you so much.
1: Oh, no problem, Tom. It was my pleasure to be here.
0: We've been talking about responding to product vulnerabilities. I've been speaking with Gauss Reinovich. He's one of the board of directors of the Forum of Incident Response and Security Teams. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.